This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. back to back so uh, in Jesus name I receive life <laughs> hallelujah let's read something from Galatians chapter 3 verse 14 I want to start talking about the blessing and we'll be speaking about the purpose of prosperity but the blessing why did God bless man the first thing he did to man when he created man. Because you cannot function without the blessing. As you should. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and has no sorrow. Now, let's read Galatians chapter 3. I want to start from verse 13. The Bible says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Galatians 3, 13. Be made a curse for us. For it is written, Cause is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Christ has delivered us from the curse of the law. Mm. Again, it will be both first and second service. I will just do an introduction. I will talk about the goodness of God's second service. But I just want to start this way. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He became a curse. So we are not a cursed people and we cannot be cursed. Can somebody say loud amen to that? Yeah. Hallelujah. And he said, verse 14. Verse 14. That the blessing, there is a reason for that. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon, might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. It became a curse that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. What is the blessing of Abraham? Remember, this is a month of extraordinary results. And it's an unusual month. By the way, how many of us, we know we are starting to fast today. So this is the one. It is not the empty stomach that releases the power of God. It is your focus. It is your focus. So pray. There will be many deep things we shall be sharing during the course of this fasting. Alright? That the blessing of Abraham Thank you, God bless you. Let's pronounce the other for Let's attend the choir. Genesis chapter 12. You can have your seats. God bless you. Genesis 12. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon us, the Gentiles. The blessing. Before I read the blessing of Abraham. <laughs> Hallelujah. Every time any of the patriarch wanted to die, he will call somebody, he will call the next person, and it will pass something to them. 
something originated from God transferred from one man to another. So the Bible says, Abraham, Genesis 26, or Genesis 25, or 25, when he was about dying, he gave gifts to all his children, but he gave all he had to Isaac. Let's read that, Genesis 25. Not part of my message, but we can where the Bible says that Abraham gave, just go down, down, he gave, let me locate the verse. I don't have time to, but I want us to project it. Now, verse 5, the Bible says, Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. Pay attention here. Abraham gave all he had to Isaac. But look at the next verse. But to the sons of concubines, which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts and sent them away. Let's look at this carefully. Number one, how many children did Abraham have? Most people will say two. Abraham had eight. Isaac, Ishmael, and six others, born by a woman called Keturah. So in Genesis 25, when Sarah died, Abraham married another wife called Keturah, and Keturah had six children. Genesis 25, verse 1 and 2. Can you see it? Amen. She bear him, Zimran, except you are a good Bible. If you don't pay attention to Bible, you will give wrong answers to many things. Like how many wise men visited Jesus? We don't know their number. The Bible says wise men. In all the Jesus' story, you see three wise men. Because they gave three gifts. But the Bible didn't say they were three. They could have been 20. Wise men visited Jesus, but their number was not mentioned. Somebody also said that Samuel was the only child. No, Samuel was the firstborn. The mother had five after him. So Abraham had eight children, not two. Are you with me? So these are their names. Very wonderful names. <laughs> but let's go back to that verse 6. Now, I want to call your attention to something. You know, because of my verse, I'm starting solemnly, but this is an explosive thing that we are talking about. Everyone in this church, you will never be the same again. There is a garment that is on you that you must recognize. But unto the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had, Abraham gave, give. go back to verse 5. Now, this is a kind of conflicting statement or this is not, this is somehow incorrect or this is, Abraham gave all he had to Isaac. When you give all you have, you have nothing left to give. All means all. But then the Bible says he gave other children gifts. The Bible must be talking about something different from physical stuff. Because when you give your all, you have nothing left. Abraham gave others gifts, but he gave Isaac the blessing. He told Isaac that something produced everything you are looking at. Mm. Again, I'm telling you, I'm just taking it uh, slowly. Maybe I'll be a little faster seconds, but please pay attention. This is a very serious thing we are dealing with here. He gave all he had to Isaac. Abraham passed something to Isaac. 
and in chapter 26 the bible says isaac planted and he reaped hundredfold the same year what is this thing when isaac too wanted to die he called his son his son he said i'm about to go there is something you have heard of me that the old philistine could not conquer me as one man there is a secret you have heard of my servant digging wells and water coming out. That is investment working. There is a secret. He said, you have seen how I planted and I reaped hundredfold. That is an extravagant result. He said, there is a reason. He said, come, let's initiate you into this thing. He said, but go get me food. Of course, you know the rest of the story. It was Jacob that got the food and got the blessing. And you know what Isaac said? These are strong statements that we are going to be examining from time to time during the course of this message. As Esau was crying, he held on to his father. You know, Esau was the father's favorite. Jacob was the mother's favorite. And it means parents shouldn't practice that thing. And we talk about another. And he was crying, my father, don't you have a blessing for me? Jacob made a strong statement. He said, I have made you, sorry, Isaac. He said, I have made him your Lord. Ah, he said, so I love you. Ah, he said, how did this happen? I believe Isaac himself was crying. How did he say, he has taken your blessing. He said, he is blessed. And it is irreversible. He said, so it was your brother that came that cheated to collect your blessing. He said, I have made him your Lord. With corn and wine, I have sustained him. He said, you will serve him. He said, the only thing I can do for you is that when you serve him long enough, one day you will break his yoke from, his, from your neck. But that you will not serve him is impossible. Why? He is the blessed one. The blessing. Now, Esau, all of them understood the whole story. They were here to start manifesting the blessing. Esau already started crying. He understood that we have seen what happened with Grandpa Abraham with Papa Isaac, it is very obvious. If this thing has moved to this guy, he is already ahead. There's nothing I can do about it. Everybody said the blessing. The blessing. When Jacob wanted to die, he called the 12, 12 children and he said, there is something. We must not die with it. I want to show you something, the effect of this thing. Just one effect. Genesis 30. Let's start from 27. This is Jacob talking to Laban. Genesis 20. So Genesis 30, 27, yes. Laban said, I pray thee, if I have found favor on your side, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord bless me for thy sake. If your Bible is yours, and it's a physical, if, if, it's a, if it's a paper Bible, underline the word experience. It's actually by divination. Laban was not a godly man. Laban was begging Jacob, you are about to resign from this office. Please don't go. He said, when I consulted the oracle, they told me that the reason for my prosperity is because of a man called Jacob in my company. I... Look at verse 30. Then Jacob said something. Verse 30 of the same uh, Genesis. He said, For it was little that you had before I came. Now it has increased unto multitude. 
the Lord has blessed thee since my coming. There is a company of people. Wherever they go to, they bless. If they work under somebody, the person will express multiplication. Why? So Jacob said to Laban, what to add was little when I, when I was, before I came. He said, after my coming, it's much, and Laban said, you are right. He said, the oracle told me that the blessing in my company happened because you walked into that company. Can that be said of you? Or you know what? From now, this is your story. You know the reason. Let's go back to what is Galatians talking about? Genesis chapter 12. Always remember this is our script, the scripture that you should memorize. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham might come. So he came upon Isaac. You saw the result. Isaac planted and reaped 104 the same year. He came upon Jacob and you can see the results. He went to Laban to work under Laban and Laban said that you know what? You came into my company and everything multiplied. We get to that another day. When, you, when should you walk away from Laban? Because Laban was prospering, Jacob was not prospering. Until he left Laban's house, he multiplied overnight. If, oh God. But that is not, we are not getting to that one today. There are believers who are in Laban's house. The blessing is on you, but it will not manifest. It's like Abigail in Nabal's house. Laban was taking everything. Everything was multiplying and he was still cheating Jacob. And everything was still multiplying. Let's look at this. Let's start from verse 1. This is the beginning of the blessing. Now, God created man. Let's start from the real, real beginning before we go to Abraham. Genesis 1. After he created man, Genesis 1, 26. Around 27, God said something to man. I want us to pray. Is somebody following me this morning? Are you, are you with me? Isaac saw when five nations captured lots, five nations, and Abraham, one man with 318 servants, faced five nations and defeated them. I you will never experience defeat again in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. There is a dimension of grace that everybody around you will know that you are abnormal. And a Christian shouldn't be normal. Abraham just woke up, what happened? Someone just ran and told that they captured your, your servant lot. He ah, said, really? 18, 318 servants. All of you go get your sword. If I am Abraham and I am the one leading you, it does not matter 10 nations or 20 nations, we will conquer them. And it happened. And he took Lot back from captivity. One man against five nations. Why? When this thing is on you. Ah, yeah. And I want to show you that true Jesus is already on you. Is somebody following me? Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. 
Abraham sent his servants to go and marry a wife for Isaac and the woman agreed to marry a man she had never seen. And the servant wanted to pray. The wife showed up before he started praying. The blessing. There is something about a blessed man. The Bible says it shall be like a tree planted by the riverside. His fruit shall not wither. You will see him in 2030, 2040, 2050. The family is moving forward. His health is getting stronger. Everything about him is getting better. When the servant went to Rebekah's house, he proudly told them, he said, the Lord has blessed my master in everything. There was a time God blessed him in almost everything except that he did not have a child. He said, but this time around, everything. Can a believer be in a state where everything, the blessing makes nature to be at peace with you. It's like the whole life itself is designed for your sake. Glory to God. Ash. You know, I see people praying in churches. Law fights by battle. Abraham lied that Sarah was his wife, was his sister. And the king of Philistine took Sarah and put Sarah in his bedroom. She was there maybe for a couple of weeks or so. All women in that country became barren and nobody could give birth. Those who were due to, put, to produce baby, the baby stayed inside their stomach. And in the night, the guy saw a vision and God said that if you don't return his wife, I will kill you. And he said, but he told me, sister, God said, now I am telling you, it's not his sister. Even in the mistake of Abraham, God was still defending him. When the king woke up, he was scared. He said, call that man for me. He said, oh boy, which one now? Why did you say your sister? Abraham said, well, I thought you might kill me if I said that my is actually she, she was actually my half sister before I married her. So I wasn't fully lying. <laughs> and the Bible says Abraham prayed and God opened all wombs back. Can God fight for a man like this? At a point where you see politics in office and you just go and sleep, you don't even pray about it. You are too sure what is on you. That it is impossible that no, no man can go against that thing successfully. That was what happened with Abraham. This is the blessing that the Bible is talking about. That the blessing of Abraham, but want to trace the origin of this blessing. It started with God. And God said, let us make man. Verse 27. So after making man, please, whoever is the answer, that's very fast. God created man. Let's move to 28. And God, as soon as God finished making man, the first thing God did to man was to bless man. God understands that the state of the world will not be palatable for you except to a blessed man. So even the Almighty created man, Bible says, and then he drew man to himself and said, yeah, you know what? You dare not go until something comes on you. And the Bible says, and God blessed them and said, He pronounced something upon them. When Adam sinned, had the forbidden fruit, and something turned upside down, then Noah was the next person God called. He entered the ark. As soon as Noah came out of the ark, the first thing again 
The Bible says, check Genesis 8 and 9. And God bless Noah. In other words, God said to Noah that we are finished, we are destroying the first world. Even the next world you are stepping into, something must go with you. For creation to be at peace with you, I must bless you. Then Noah got drunk and he cursed one of his sons. Because sincerely, when this thing is on you, any negative word uttered by you to anybody will stand. That's why the Bible says that you cannot curse, you have to bless. One righteous man who understands the blessing dimension can actually cause a nation and the cause will stand. So we must not curse. And can I say this to somebody? In the school of the spirit, there's nothing like I'm just joking. There are things you should never say to children or people under you. Never. And there are things you must never say about your life. The blessing is turned on and on by words of mouth. We'll go there another day. Yes. Isaac did not say to uh, Esau and Jacob, you are my son, so you should walk in it. Abraham did not say to Isaac, you are my son, so automatically. There came a day, they said something to the son, and from that, something entered them. Because words are not just empty words in the spirit. But we get to that. What do you say over yourself every morning as you're about to step out of that? I'm going to show you later. If that, even if this thing is at work, it has to be activated. It's already you, but it has to be activated. And like phone, your phone is Samsung or whatever iPhone, it must be charged regularly. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, dear Lord Jesus. I feel like stopping there. Is someone blessed this morning? When Noah cursed his son, he introduced the curse again. The first curse came from God as a result of the sin of Adam. And God did not want the curse to come. So he shut down that word, brought out a man, blessed the man. Now the man became a custodian of the blessing. But then he cursed one of his sons. So curse entered the world again. And God had to pick a man again, Abraham, to pioneer. Now Genesis 12. Are you getting the story now? Now, Genesis 12, 1. Let's read. I want to show you. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. People will consider them lock, themselves lucky that you are working for them. Until you step out to begin by yourself. Are you with me? Say a loud amen. amen. Your estate will be blessed because you live there. Amen. Your children's school we consider it a privilege having your children in their school. It is not by power. It is because of something. Look at it. Now, God said, God has said to Abraham, get thee out of thy country from your from father's house to the land that I will show you. Verse 2. And we make thee a great nation. When you read portions of the Bible, they say a loud amen to it. Look at yourself. Say to yourself, I am not just an individual. I'm a nation. I'm a nation. Say it convincingly. I'm a I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee. And make your name great. Amen. What is the result? Thou shall be a blessing. Ah, This is where this message is going to. Not only are we blessed, we are blessed to become a blessing. Hey, I am never a liability anywhere. 
a blessing, a blessing. It cannot be that any company is doing you a favor by hiring you. You are doing them a favor by working there. Glory to God. You need accommodation. You've come to write interview in Lagos. Somebody takes you into their house. You are just there for one week. And one good thing after the other. One good thing after the other. One good thing because you live. And they can tell that things started happening the moment you step into their house. They will beg you not to leave when you say you are going. But I see Christians that they are very present. Irritates people they are staying with. It's because something is yet to be understood. Are, are you with me? <laughs> oh, glory to God. Ah, they brought Elisha to their house one day. He said, what is the person? This woman is old and she has no child. And that was the end of that affliction. Just one night in their house. What happens to people when they host you for one night? What happens to people when they give you food? Do you know you might not have food? I'm not saying you should be broke and not have food. You might need help. And actually, the reason why you need that help is that you are a blessing. Because whoever helps you, something happens to them. God did not give Elisha accommodation. The widow of Zarephath did, or the woman. But then she got the child she needed. Look at the exchange rates. How much are you paying for a baby? A millionaire will know. They did not even give Elijah. They just allowed him to be staying there and they received their child. When they employ you and their turnover goes to another level and they know it is you, your life will never be the same. But you know what? This river is already inside you. That's why we read that the reason why Christ became a cause so that the blessing of Abraham this blessing that I will make your name great you shall be great and then that you will be a blessing so what was Jacob to Laban? a blessing Laban said oh boy don't go they told me what is happening in this company is because of you this is the you know why I'm sharing this Forget my voice that is not very today. Everyone has the sound of my voice. This is not a teaching. This is a communication from the throne of grace to every member of HOB. That this is the season the Lord has brought all of us into. That's how we have to understand it from God's word. Oh, glory to God. There are teachers here there will not be any student brought to you that you will teach who will not have outstanding results in their next exam. And that way, your name spreads. Because now they know there is a lesson where it is impossible for students there to fail. What about you running a crutch? And when children are brought to your crutch, even the ones not feeling fine, once they are in, they are fine. When they leave your play, it might be a different story. But once they are under you, until everybody notices, that is, I see when children are with this lady, they are fine. 
these are the things that the Spirit of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are in one flat. All other flats around you are blessed. And they cannot tell that it's because of you. You pass a night in a friend's house and a particular problem their family disappears. Now, this is why I'm about to share what I'm going to share second service. When people hear us talk like this, you begin to think that you need to do certain things for God to begin to work. See, one of the things that believers must understand, this will help you. Jesus does not need your help. Faith is always killed when we think there is something we need to do that will now make God approve us, make us to be approved of God that yes, now I can walk through you. If Jesus died for you ever before you were born, nothing in your life can stop his plan except unbelief. That's all. What I did yesterday at the mercy encounter was what the Lord instructed me to do. If they can behold me, all problems will disappear. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will, if you are not for second service, please play the message of what I'm about to share. I just want to talk about the goodness of God and the glory of God. Come unto me, all ye that labor and that are every lady, and I will give you rest. You must get to a point where you realize we live right, we give, not because we are afraid of God, but because we love Him. This is why to threaten people that if you are not a tither, you will fall sick, the brother will consume your money. Anyway, even if you threaten them, those who will not give will not give. Especially in, in Africa, there is, there is nothing you will say. But you see, the Lord is not interested in your money. The Lord is interested in you. If you are not a giver, you cannot walk in the blessing. Because you are walking in unbelief. You hold on to what you have because you do not believe that there is something higher that you exchange what you have for. That's why people don't give. Period. And God is not angry. It's just that you stay at a level. It's not stopping you. You are stopping yourself. Are you with me? Let me close by just sharing this with you. I think I, I said it to the partners yesterday. And many of you will remember. Look at this. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. I'll call your attention. Luke, Luke 8. Let's very fast and just do this quickly. Luke 8. And it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom. And the twelve were with him, making 13 people. Verse 2. And certain women which are beginning of evil spirit, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. Verse 3. Joanna, the wife of Eros, still was son, and many others. Everybody said the last word together, the last sentence. Again. What is the meaning of this? Do you remember that Jesus once brought out money from the mouth of a fish? He told Peter to do so. But he did not do that to run ministry. There were women and others who were giving to Jesus. So every time you read the Bible that Jesus went there, some people were responsible for that they were giving out of their substance. You see, there are things in the Bible that they are called divine pattern. 
God's pattern is that his people sponsor his mission on earth. And the more they get involved, the more blessed they become or the more they work in the blessing, period. This is our Lord Jesus Christ who could provide everything for himself. There were women and others who were giving to him. So when you see donkey this one, there were others sponsoring that thing. You just read it now. Go to Paul. Philippians chapter 4. Let's start from 16. Never quote verse 19 if you have not fulfilled verse 16. Philippians 4, 16. Philippians 4, 16. No, let's start from verse 14, actually. Where it started. Notwithstanding, you have done a complicated by verse 15. Now, you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, only you. He said, you guys, when I went out to start preaching, only you were given to me. So he said, my God shall supply all your needs. Paul could have prayed to God to supply the need directly. Now, I have shown you Jesus. I have shown you Paul. So there was a church sponsoring Paul's mission. And one of them, or there were churches, Philippian church. Is that clear enough? Let's move to Almighty God. He does these things for us. Exodus 25, rather. Exodus 25. Exodus 25. Look at this. Exodus 25. He was feeding them with fish. After what he said, they were tired of manna. He gave them fish. But when God wanted to build a tabernacle, he told Moses, I know they are slaves and they are broke, but tell them, when it comes to building of tabernacle, their resources is needed. Why? There must be an exchange. They must give to work in the blessing. The one who fell there for 40 years, couldn't he build them a tabernacle? He could. The Bible said their clothes did not grow old. God gave them food. Two billion people eating every day for 40 years and not lacking food once. But God still demands that when he said, I want to build now, I need all of you. Christians who hold on to their resource, they don't know what they miss. And God leaves them. He leaves them alone. That's the truth. Did you get what I've just said now? So in the kingdom of God, it's a, it's a partnership kind of thing. This is why we give tithes. This is why we give seed. This is why we give. We are partners. If you are in a church and you are hearing me, not only here, and they mention that they want to do something, get involved. It's part of what I started with. You are a blessing, not a liability. Never say I cannot. The Lord has made it so simple to accommodate everybody. Jesus will not say everybody should give. He said every man should give according to his own capacity. So if a person has one error and he gives it, God is honored according to his own capacity. What the Christian should not say is that I'm me, I'm not. And some people do that. They count themselves out. They don't. Once they hear that they have done, even me, I need money. And then they, that's why they continue to be in need. And it's all not to be so. Hallelujah. And Paul led it by saying that this we should know. He that sowed sparingly, shall reap sparingly. And he that sowed bountifully, so it's in our hands. That's the truth. Did you hear what I've just said now? There will be times that some people will come to you with needs. Even if you can't give to them, you can give them a word of prayer. And they will come back and tell you that the prayer you prayed for, for them that they worked. 
But a believer should never stand in that corner or people say, I do have. And some people do that a lot. If I told the church or anybody welfare, it should be once or twice. But some people want to remain on that helpline perpetually. Every time they say, I need this. And they do know that others are demonstrating their faith. That's why they are moving from one level to another. It is true. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. By the grace of God, as a church, we have helped so many churches, I can't count the number now, to pay for their venue. And what those churches did not know, the time we're giving them money, we had our needs also. When you have understanding, it changes how you operate. And the more we do that, the more we move to another level. And you know one thing? Some of the people that we gave money for venue, every year till now, they still need somebody to help them money with money for venue. May God help people to adjust their understanding. To know that to him that has, more will be given. To him that does not have, even what he has. That word tells you something. To him that does not have. Bilateral hated Jesus because how can Jesus say this? That to him that has, more will be given. To him that does not have. I want to say that, sir, you are a professor, you should have a little sense. Look at the statement. To him that does not have, even what he has, shall be taken away. That's a kind of paradoxical statement. To him that does not have, even what he has. If he does not have, he should not have anything. It means that to him that has and believe he has nothing, that little he has will disappear. That's the meaning. And there are many people go around with the attitude that I don't have. Once you have that attitude, what is left to do is start evaporating. That was what Elijah was trying to correct in that widow. He said, what do you have? You have said nothing. He's always coming, so it's not nothing. Elijah said, think very well. He said, okay, Jao, boy. He said, that is enough. It's enough to bring blessing into your life. There is nobody broke to the point where there is no jar of oil again in your life. God asked me, what do you have? You have said a rod. That rod is enough. Because God has never sent anybody into this world without anything. If you do have cash, you might have talent. There is always something. But begin with an attitude of somebody who has, not somebody who does not have. Is someone blessed this morning? Let's rise. Oh, glory to God. We give you praise. We worship you. We magnify your name. Oh, blessed be your name. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everybody lift up your two hands and say this loud. Declare that you are a blessed man. Say it repeatedly. Pronounce for yourself the blessing of Abraham. My name is great. Through me shall the nations of the earth be blessed. I'm a blessing. Please don't say it silently. Say it loud. It is... Oh, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm going to give you three minutes to do this. You see, there is what is called the law of first mention in the Bible. And there is a reason why the Bible talks about first fruits. Today, August 1st is the first fruit of this month. 
at the beginning of a new month, learn to open the month with your mouth. This is the best day to speak over August. That in the month of August, you are a blessing. If somebody gives you a lift, something happens within the short time that you are in their car. And I am trying to tell you, church, this is not something that you are going to fast for 30 days for God to do in your life. I am telling you, Jesus is already doing them in you. He wants you to just believe. He has died and the blessing of Abraham has come upon you. Not that it will come. It has come. Activate it by speaking. Lift up your hand again. Say as many things as you can say within the next three minutes. About August. About your life. Loud and clear. I'm a blessing. Nations are blessed because of me. My family is blessed because of me. My home. Wherever I turn. Any house I enter, any anywhere I go, anywhere I go, anywhere I am, anyone I marry. Jesus name thank you for being a part of our broadcast you know we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life coming into Christ is beyond joining a church is beyond a religion it is joining God's family and that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus so I just want to lead you right away now if you are if you want to give your heart to Christ just say after me say Lord Jesus I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.